Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We want to we want to review, but we want to know what your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is, from Mauro Rosales to somebody's name I can't say. <laughs> to, is Tomas. Do you remember Tomas? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly the point. If your favorite player is Tomas, Yaguribe, Benelli, we need to talk. Yeah. When did he is I mean, he sounds like some sort of like Portuguese saint. He's <laughs> Saint Tomas Yaguribe uh Benelli. No, he was like he's a Brazilian uh guy who the sounders signed Close. and it was like they tried to make a big deal out of it, and he just sucked so bad, and then they threw him on S2. It's basically almost like a Sergio uh, situation, oh. uh, except with that, like, Sands donkey kick to the nuts. Oh, that guy. I was like, <laughs> another reference. I don't understand, but then you said that, and now I, I remember. <laughs> um, this week, Brandon, the Crumbelievable Sounders FC take on the first of the Western Conference FC Frisco in a battle for the Kenny Cooper Cupper. <laughs> That's good, I like that. Um, first of all, you wanted to start off by calling someone out? Uh, yeah, so we always say uh, give us a rating, and then I always say definitely five stars. And that's like not really a suggestion. Yeah, that's We're why you say definitely. You, we told you that we like 
don't really care about a review, but like give us definitely five stars. And somebody somebody had the audacity to go and give us four stars on the iTunes. Mm. Um, uh, Brandon, the problem is is that I went back and listened to last week's, and you said definitely four or five stars. And I, I don't know why you did that, but did I, I, <laughs> it opened us up to that. So I put this one on you, a four-star recap of the five-star review. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> Um, the important thing to talk about here, Brandon, not about the number of ratings that are happen on the uh, Apple and iTunes podcasting and whatever, but a surprise victory for Seattle remaining unbeaten against Minnesota, uh, Minnesota United FC, who have never even tied right against yeah. Se- Seattle. Terrible. I think you're terrible. I think that they were just trying to keep with tradition uh, by losing, throwing it all away in the final minutes. So the the game goes down like this yeah uh darwin Quintero goes and makes chad marshall uh a very experienced mls defender look like he makes new who money uh, <laughs> by knocking him on his butt and going to score a a very nice a very nice individual effort goal uh to the left corner uh past the diving stefan fry the rest of the game happens uh, the Sounders go and hey, have hold on, hold 20. on, Brandon. I just want to point out, just in case someone's just listening to this for the first time, New Who makes like I think literally fifty six thousand dollars <laughs> to play professional sports. So yeah, this that we, is that's the world like, we live in in MLS. Yeah, New New Who is 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 making like ride your bike to work money. Um, <laughs> and in Seattle, he's progressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in this game, uh, Darwin Quintero uh, makes Chad Marshall look like a total new who, and um, <laughs> then the Sounders go and have 23 shots, 23 shots uh, in the rest of the match, with only five of those being on goal. Um, and then the Sounders also had 63.3% of the game's possession. Both of those, uh, the shots and the uh, possession, were season highs. So the Sounders losing 1-0 to a team that they've never lost to before um, are are winning in every statistic possible except goals. And then extra time happens. I like to call this a tale of ten halves, Brandon, because like the first nine minutes was all Seattle, and then it was like kind of unknown, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you see a goal from Minnesota, and then Minnesota's kind of cool after that, like they kind of get their composure, and then Sounders come back, and it just kept going back and forth the whole time. Uh, again, proving here on full ninety extra time that we know exactly how math works. <laughs> Oh, because of the ten halves? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so first of all, VAR is BFF. As the Sounders go into the first minute of added time, uh, and Nico Ladero uh, is take gets well. The Sounders earn a penalty off of a uh, header that hits some uh, Ibarra Miguel Ibarra from Minnesota in the hand in the box. Sounders earn a penalty. Nico Ladero steps up, makes no mistake, scores, ties the game with like. So there were four minutes of extra time that were initially added to the match. Uh, he scored that in the second minute of extra time after the penalty was actually like taken. Let me correct you real quick. That. I'm sorry to step in. There was six minutes of extra time added to the match. Oh. Um, and he scored it right out of the gate there because, yeah, be, or was that the first half? Oh, dear. What have I done? God. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was the, yeah, there was six minutes of extra time added uh, at the end of the match, and Ladero scored it in the first minute post uh, in, in, in extra time. 
Okay, so I got it all wrong. No, no, but, that's fine. No, I mean it's like because there's a. I'm gonna. I'm setting myself up to make a point here. So either way, the whole the the whole point that I'm making is that there is we're basically the Sounders are happy for a draw at this point. Ladero Ladero scores when it all looks lost for the Sounders. The Sounders are about to end their five match unbeaten streak. They're going to um, sink back into the depths of worrying about playoffs again. Um, Ladero steps up, gets a draw. The Sounders want three, but they would take a point. And then Will Bruin, out of nowhere, with in the dying embers of a match that the Sounders would have been happy to take one point, goes and uh, chips the keeper, gives the Sounders a second goal, uh, and the Sounders take all three. Not bad for a guy who's been replaced by someone making eight figures. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I say that Will Bruin and Raul Rudiaz are the new Oba and Dempsey. Uh, Rudiaz being the new Oba, Bruin being the new Dempsey. Uh, Bruin is currently leading the team with a scorching six entire goals. Oh my God, that is you just made me feel terrible. <laughs> In the post-match interview with Michelle Ludka, Will Bruin steps over there and... He was sweaty and so happy that he'd come on it, you know, with 20 minutes to go, and here he is going to make a difference. But he looked like a guy that just won the game, or a dude you rent a kayak from at Green Lake. <laughs> I like that, but to me, uh, Will Bruin looks like the guy that would score a game-winning goal in Minnesota, go home, or get on the airplane to go to Seattle, get in his car, and then drive to sell my dad boat insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're going to need it. It's summertime. It's peak. It's seafair weekend. <laughs> If you're going to be driving those semen around, you're going to definitely need boat insurance. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, uh, quick side story. Uh, I work with a woman who was born in Peru, uh, and that makes her Peruvian. Uh, and uh, <laughs> hey, I told her, I told hey, her that the Sounders... Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. I told her uh, that the Sounders uh, signed a Peruvian guy, and that, and she was like, oh, I know everybody like my brother's a huge fan um everybody that he knows and, and is peruvian like they're all I, they're all going to the matches they're all so excited and i'm like yeah i know i actually talked about this on my podcast that was my first mistake was letting anybody that i know with that i work with uh know that i have a podcast and she goes oh what's the name and i'm like i'm not sure that i want you to tell you please start with whatever episode i'm about to record because in the <laughs> last episode we said a lot of stuff <laughs> We started a fan club. It's 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 got a weird name. <laughs> Our podcast is called Nos Adiatis or whatever the crap you say that. <laughs> I know I should have told. <laughs> yeah, it's called Winging It with Steve Zakawani. Uh, correction, Brandon. It's Winging It with Zakawani. He corrected uh, me publicly, and I was like, "Cool, you could just let that one slide and tell me later." But yeah, that's. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I mean, either way, so, so I was really hoping we'd make it through this entire podcast without a seaman joke, but nope. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't start a Harry Ship fan club and not expect me to bring it up the next week, okay? <laughs> a little heads up would have been nice. Um, <laughs> the only other weird thing that I saw out of this, I mean, there was a lot of like missed opportunities in the Sounders. Uh, a couple things. One, Casey Keller through this match sounded like he liked the Sounders, which I was like pretty stoked about. He had like many nice things to say. That's new. Yeah, it was like it was pretty cool. I I think it's because of Kelly, a big time Sounders fan who helped make uh, this awesome keeper kit that I have. She sat next to him on the plane ride out there and said that he was lovely and they had great talk the whole way. And so I've talked with Casey Keller before.
for, and he does love a chat. So I'm going to give her the full credit for really getting him fired up to be uh, amongst the Sounders supporters. And really, he sounded very happy about this win. He, he was very complimentary and not too hard on the defense and pretty hard on the Minnesota defense because they were pretty garbage. But we can get to that soon. It was a weird... Uh, sub- Kel- yeah, I'm going to give Kelly definitely five stars. Yeah, five-star review for sure. Not four Get it straight. Definitely not four or five. The commentary team at one point, though, like at halftime, knew who around half knew who came off. Um, he was playing at the out of the wingback position, and they brought uh, Waylon Francis on to play left back, and dropped the comment known as uh, more of an attack-minded left back. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, are you?" Are you asserting that new who plays like mad defense because, because that guy's doing the craziest stepovers in the final third that I've ever seen and like every match there's like hard criticism against him for not being able to cross the ball and so I'm like well first first of all new who does the most insane stepovers not just in the final third he does it everywhere as we talk he is a human tech deck I feel like uh, if you if you folded new who in half you could put him in the uh, overhead compartment I feel like he just bends completely <laughs> at the waist and like it just is which he'd be dope because he could barely afford the plane ticket to begin with. I think I think Sounders pay for him to travel with the team. We'll have to confirm <laughs> that. We're going to reach out to the team. I'm guessing we'll get no comment. Uh, no, but yeah, Francis, the more attack-minded left back, th- that's like saying that Chad Marshall, the more defense-oriented center back over Roman Torres. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Oh, man, Torres, Kim Kihi coming out here. Oh, my God, there's so much. We're going to get to it in uh, hot garbage, hot garbage here in a minute. But first, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. This week, it's the Turf Monster Man of the Match. Uh, This week's Turf Monster Man of the Match is my dad's boat insurance agent, William Christopher Bruin. Turf Monster, we'll f*** your leg up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think Will Bruin having only played 20 minutes of the match, earns himself the man of the match with that game-winning goal. Hot. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. All right, Brandon, give me some hot. Hot bears beats Battlestar Galactica breaking Minnesotan hearts. Hot. That's right. The Bears would be the the bear himself, Will Bruin. <laughs> I remember earlier this season when you learned that a Bruin was a bear. Yeah, I've learned so much this year. I'm really growing. Will Bruin goes and puts the dagger in Minnesota to keep Seattle's not just undefeated streak against Minnesota, but Minnesota's defeated streak against uh, Seattle. So for that, I'd say that Will Bruin this week wins uh, gets the hot award. Hi. How about them tag Hoyer watches that the refs used to look at the stoppage time and it took it 33% longer. Six <laughs> minutes of stoppage turned into eight somehow and it delivered that second Seattle goal and three points. Hot. To me, that is like a, uh, that is a really good endorsement for a watch that's going to make you get kind of always going to give you extra time to get places. <laughs> or always make you a third late. <laughs> How about garbage? Garbage. Stefan Fry just does what he does for the style points. Garbage. I'm calling you. I'm saying for what you just said right there. Garbage. That guy is unbelievable. I won't even criticize him or make jokes. How crazy is that dude? I will say the same thing, and it kills me. It pains me so badly to put this in in garbage. But Stefan Fry made one of the most ridiculous, ridiculous saves that will never ever show up in a in a in a 
record book. The reason is is that Stephen Fry, it, first of all, the save was was insane. You know the one I'm talking about if you watch the match. Three on one. Uh, Stefan Fry is the very last man. There's a still of the clip that's insane. Like the wide open goal, two guys standing right in front of the goal. One of the guys has the ball at his feet. Stefan Fry is five yards away. Any normal person would look at that and say, this is obviously a goal. Minnesota's about to go up two to zero. If you hit play, Stefan Fry makes the most incredible effort to get over and keep the ball out of the net. Obviously, this all sounds hot, right? Right, of course. However... However, because uh, the play that ended up resulting in a penalty kick for the Sounders um, occurred just before that. And the reason this will never show up in the record books is because the referee let play go on. uh, Fry makes the save. uh, And then the referee goes over to VAR. He looks at the replay uh, and awards the penalty to the Sounders, meaning that everything that happened from when the penalty happened, when the handball actually happened, to... Uh, when Stefan Fry made the save and the penalty was actually eventually called, none of that counts for anything. The possession, the statistics, the saves, whatever happens doesn't count. The shot, nothing. If a goal had been scored, it wouldn't have counted. Therefore, the save doesn't count. And that is why Stefan Fry's ridiculous effort ends up being garbage. Garbage. That was nice, man. I feel like we're in court and I just lost. <laughs> also Garbage. How about the turf uh, monster eating Kim Ki Hee's stupid leg? Garbage. His leg not his leg isn't stupid. The turf monster is stupid. Yeah, how about the stupid turf monster <laughs> eating Kim Ki Hee's leg? Garbage. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh yeah, what a bummer. Kim Ki Hee goes out in the first half, I believe, right? It was was it still the first half when he went out with a uh with an injury replaced by Roman Torres, our our most notable striker? Yeah, 38th minute. Um, well, it's 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 good to replace a fast boy with a real big big boy. Hey, I gotta I gotta change my tune on this a little bit though because Roman Torres is a big boy, but he's finally mid season match fit. <laughs> <laughs> Where everyone else was like pretty much like uh, mm, first game of the season, they were like at match fitness. He finally looks like he is made of cinder blocks carved to form that beast of a man. Uh, the Sounders, I feel like he like. Roman Torres is their their physical idol, and then they have to say whatever chance throughout the, throughout the fir- full first half of the season. And when they finally unlock his power, that's when they can make this midseason playoff run. Oh. Uh, I feel like that's exactly what has just happened. Interesting. I actually think that he's like those Russian dolls, and you open them up, and there's another Roman Torres, only littler, <laughs> inside. And now he's finally filled up, so he's finally like totally ripped because they're like getting ready to burst out. So. What's what's inside this what's inside this Roman Torres? Oh, is that, is that Bruno Mars? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an alien in Men in Black. <laughs> hot. <laughs> and finally, Brandon, hot garbage. Hot garbage. After Nico Ladero scored his penalty kick, a fan celebrated with him by sharing their beer. Wait a second. That sounds hot. hot. No, the beer was full, and they chucked it at him at full speed. Now, you, you kind of saw this happen. I actually... So here's my dilemma here. First of all, I got a... Hot garbage. Okay. But I did not watch the game live, and I do my best to avoid it. I was busy on Saturday night, so like I have it recorded on my DVR, and then I was going to get up on Sunday and watch it. No big deal. But then before I'm going to bed, I just open Facebook like an idiot, and shout out to my friend Katie, who spoiled the entire match for me <laughs> because she was watching live and commenting. That's how you do it. That's fine. I get it. And so I knew that that was a um, 
I knew that that had happened because she shared something where it showed the full can of beer on the ground. But so when I was watching in replay, two things. One, I did not know that the uh, Seattle was going to wait that long to equalize and then to <laughs> win. Okay, so it was very exciting still. But two, I saw the moment when they threw that beer and the camera like totally like got weird and backed out and turned away from it. So that way the I think so the crowd at home doesn't see the terrible behavior by the Minnesota fans. Huh. Yeah, I think it actually ended up they ended up finding the guy and uh he took his punishment which is like a ban from the stadium and and was like very apologetic. So How does that props- happen though? How do you ban someone from the stadium? You're just like you better not come back here. It's not like they like <laughs> they put a most wanted picture at all of the turnstiles and those guys that barely touch you when doing their um Slash when doing care. their pat when yeah, when doing their pat down when they just kind of like brush your shoulder and go you're good. You don't have any <laughs> bombs or guns or anything bad and then those guys are responsible for keeping out the band people <laughs> it's like the episode of the simpsons where bart ends up becoming a supreme court justice because his dad never <laughs> lets him see the itchy and scratchy movie because his face is up in all the movie theaters it's like the same that guy doesn't get to go back to a minnesota united fc game we welcome you sir to be a reformed fan a born-again fan of seattle sounders fc come join us uh either that or a supreme court justice it sounds like hot garbage <laughs> All right, it's uh, people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. It's this week in fan outrage. This week in fan outrage. This comes from Todd Applegate seventy five, who says Harry Ship reminds me of Grandpa from The Simpsons. <laughs> Even he got to see the itchy and scratchy movie. I I don't like know exactly. Uh, I I don't know how this guy make like is the way that Harry Ship plays or is it just the way that he looks? I don't see it, but that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, did Carl tweet? <laughs> Carl Carl took to Instagram. So our good friend Carl Gustav Svensson. Uh, this week in fan outrage comes from Carl Gustav Svensson, who says. Played 20 minutes and touched the ball three times and gets man of the match. I mean, come on. Talking about Will Bruin's award of man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> to which to which Will Bruin responds on Instagram and says, why play 90 when you can play 20? <laughs> <laughs> to which Harry Ship responded by running over to Carl and then dissing him on a high five and running away. <laughs> to, to which Harry Ship uh, responds by walking over in his cane and yelling at Bart. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I love it when this week in fan outrage is just players ribbing each other and not people claiming that uh, every player should burn on a pike. Okay, Brandon, let's move on to headlines. Tell us what we're looking at here. Oh, this one's this about we- beer. I'm excited. Yeah, first of all, don't throw beer at people. Uh, <laughs> sec- second of all, now, <laughs> in an effort to keep people from throwing beer at people, uh, you can now buy beer at games at CenturyLink Field Games with your finger. A, I think you have that backwards, and B, how does that work? <laughs> uh, so, Clear, you might notice them. They're that those people that try to encourage you, uh, kind of cult-like, to... Hand over your through, security? Yeah, to go through a uh, shorter line than the lines that you wait on, but you have to give over some sort of, like, biometric data to them. Uh, so hey, no, clear, no, no, listen here, Clear. This is how you, this is how you get a, around this, okay? We don't need Clear. They might be nice people. I don't know anything about them. I have no opinion about them specifically, but I don't need that. What you got to do is you got to show up to the stadium about... Mm, two and a half minutes before the match is supposed to start 
and then you walk in and miss the first four minutes when something definitely always happens, and then go, damn it, for the rest of the match. That's how you avoid clear. <laughs> oh, oh, so you were at my bachelor party last year. <laughs> I wasn't invited, but I was there. Uh, so, clear, this biometric data company, uh, you see them also at airports. You see them at CenturyLink Field. They have a uh, groundbreaking partnership with CenturyLink Field. So now Seahawks Sounders games and um, over at Safego for Mariners games, you can buy beer with your fingerprint. Uh, so it's exactly what we need to make more to make alcohol more accessible to people who can't handle their wallets. It's going to be weird because, like, imagine in the future when you're driving home from the game and you bought your buddy some beers and then you get into a wreck and then they go back and look at the data and be like, well, it shows here that you bought some beers. Were you drinking oh. and driving? And be like, that's unrelated. You don't know what I did with those. And it's like, mm-hmm. You, you don't know what I did with my fingers. <laughs> Come here and give it a whiff. <laughs> Brandon, what is the story from last week and the week before that? We've been Peruvian crazy, and we've been talking about this guy, Paulo Hurtado. What's the deal? When is he going to sign? Paulo Hurtado is not going to sign. What do you mean by not going to sign? Uh, Paulo Hurtado, uh, who had made the trip out to Seattle to meet with Garth Lagerway to check out the facilities, it all looked like it was about to happen. He was going to sign with the team to be the second Peruvian this summer that the Sounders signed. Ends up instead, it comes out on Twitter, signing with uh, a team I'm not even going to try to say, but it's a team in Turkey. Um, so, Konyaspor. Yeah, there you go. Uh, did it better than I could have done. I don't know if that's even close to right. but So <laughs> I saw that there was rumors that he was between the two teams. I just got to ask the question. I saw like a really awkward-looking meeting in one photo, I think that Sounder at Heart posted, but it was like three people sitting around. It looked like an airport table, <laughs> and um, it looked very uncomfortable, and I was like, it was, well, this does not seem like it's going well. It was a hotel in Bellevue is ah, what it was. That's nice. Um, yeah, it was. And uh, Hurtado. Mean, hold on. Does that mean was, some creepy <laughs> fan is just following everyone around taking distance pictures? Uh, these are Sounders fans. Oh, so yes. Okay. Got That's it. That's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so he's not coming to Seattle. Uh, Paolo Hurtado is not coming to Seattle. He is instead signed with the team in Turkey. However, However. Um, the Sounders might instead be shopping for Federal Way native, who's currently playing for New England Revolution, Kellen Rowe. I feel like that name's familiar to me. I don't know why. Kellen Rowe is a guy who has tore it up in the MLS, uh, or in, oh, dang it, in MLS. <laughs> you did uh, it. I did it. Uh, Kellen Rowe's a guy who who has always played very well in MLS, uh, plays for New England Revolution, who are offloading players like crazy right now. Um, they just acquired a bunch of money from Wait, Kansas wait, wait. State. Is it because Brad Friedel smells like mung beans? <laughs> He's the Creed Bratton of the MLS. Uh, that's ex- that's that's the the most accurate description of Brad Friedel I've ever heard. Hmm. I've always called him bald or buff Madonna. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're unloading uh, players, and we might benefit. Yeah, they we might benefit from that. They just came into a bunch of money through a sale that they did with Kansas City. Oh, uh, uh, grandma didn't die or something like. Yeah, yeah. So Kellen Rowe uh, could be coming home now. This is just a rumor. There's not. I mean, there were more teeth to the Paolo Hurtado rumor, um, which ended up being so close to not being a rumor. I mean, he so got here. I so that's like that is pretty with good. A grain of salt. Take yeah. this with a grain of salt. Kellen Rowe, if you see him in Federal Way or in Bellevue or in Seattle, it might just be because he's like 
got a friend who works here. Now, I'm worried for the very defensive new who because someone's uh, they're sniffing around to replace him a little bit. Uh, yes, the Sounders are apparently in pursuit of a new left back. Uh, somebody who might be able to give new who some t- more time to develop into a true starter. Uh, I don't know. So this is another thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pronounce this guy's name. You've been bad so far today. So, yes, he's he's foreign. Uh, he's playing for a Premier League team. Uh, OK, his name is Brad Smith. Ah, you nailed it. Great job. <laughs> Brad Smith is an Australian left. back. <laughs> I borrowed that drop from our dumb podcast. See us live at, at 1077 The End Summer Camp Saturday and Sunday with a live taping at the Brubecue before the show starts. Details the endsummercamp.com. Uh, yeah, very, very funny podcast. Go listen to those guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so Brad Smith has been playing for AFC Bournemouth. Uh, has not been happy with the amount of playing time that he's been getting. Um, so he's an Australian. He's got a bunch of caps for the Socceroos, which is legitimately the thing that the Australians call their uh, their soccer team. Cool, Socceroos. Yeah, because they I, have two other types of football there too, so they have to call it soccer. So what I mean, do they call the other ones the the football ruse? Like, is everything kangaroo related? Like, is the entire Australian language? Uh, kangaroo based in kangaroo <laughs> that are wallabies i met a wallaby this weekend it was delightful <laughs> i would like to have a barbecue aroo wait wait wait, wait time <laughs> out time out wait 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 you can't barbecue a kangaroo dude i was i was so caught up in trying to say the thing that i wanted to say that i that i kind of glo- gl- glossed past the whole you met a wallaby this weekend <laughs> yeah i met a wallaby at a <laughs> petting zoo um <laughs> was that brad smith <laughs> No, it was his trainer from the Socceroos. <laughs> you better post that to Sounder at heart. <laughs> uh, the tail on this thing was incredible. Like, if it learned how to whip it at a soccer ball, we could be in trouble. <laughs> that would that would compete really well against Latan Ibrahimovic, the camel. <laughs> Go back to a previous episode and re- relive moments when the Sounders were real bad. Okay, what else we got? Um... Another rumor, another signing rumor. This one, uh, Sounders are apparently trying to get an Argentinian, uh, Nicolas Delgadillo, on loan. He's 20. He's currently playing in the Argentine Primera Division. Uh, he would apparently fit really well up front with a with a three man uh, strike team. So it would be him, Paulo Hurtado, or no, not Paulo Hurtado, him, <laughs> Ra- Raúl Rudiaz, and uh, Nico Ladero. So uh, uh, opportunity for Sounders to go get him. Um, might not happen before the transfer window, which ends Wednesday, a.k.a. tomorrow, the 8th. Yeah, we're recording on the 7th transfer window for MLS or for the Argentine Primera Division ends The tomorrow. MLS transfer window ends tomorrow. Good, 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 good. That doesn't mean, now that doesn't mean that if it's not announced tomorrow, uh, a player won't still be announced. It just means that tomorrow they have to have all of the paperwork buttoned up. Um, but the Sounders could still wait to announce the guy. No, 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 they can't, bro, because there's a thing called Instagram stories. Every player always ruins it by posting Instagram <laughs> stories from the town that they're in. When they come here, like Raul Ruiz hasn't been announced, but he's all over Bellevue on Instagram. Like, clearly he's coming here. So. That's a that's a very good point, because if you go to Brad Smith, all of his recently liked tweets, it's Sounders fans welcoming him to Seattle. <laughs> Also, Brad Smith is the name of the Microsoft uh, CEO and uh, also or the president, the president of Microsoft. And it's also the name of like a million other people online. So if you try to Google him, uh, good luck. 
Okay, I, and, I, when you said CEO, I was like, I'm pretty sure that the guy that is the CEO of Microsoft is not a white guy called Brad Smith. I'm, no. <laughs> right. I, he's the president and like chief legal person. I don't know. It's corporate business suits. Cool. And a quick shout out to a guy who has really found his form after having a injury-ridden start and then kind of not being very good. Boy, Ozzy Osvaldo Alonso is looking great, getting named to Team of the Week. He was instrumental in that stop where Stefan Fry came up big to stop a three-on-zero attack that they had. Uh, Alonso came over and dragged across and helped them ha- force a pass and then really caused some problems for him. So uh, great to see him back in the MLS Team of the Week. Yeah, even at 60-year-old, that guy still has a motor. Okay, Brandon, we're looking at Sounders FC welcoming FC Frisco. Sounds like somewhere you'd buy a used car. They're here, (laughs) though, in Seattle at CenturyLink Field. Sunday night, my least favorite game time, 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. I will be at summer camp, so someone please go and watch that for me and then do the podcast because I will be exhausted next week after two days of fun, the endsummercamp.com for tickets. Um, We're watching Seattle versus Dallas. Dallas is hot. Sounders started the season hot garbage, but now we got a matchup here. Tell us a little bit about the history that we're looking at. The history. uh, So Dallas, earlier this season. So first of all, Dallas is sitting first place in the Western Conference. They have so many points. Um, They beat Seattle 3 to nothing on March 18th in Frisco, Texas. Uh, which saw uh, Clint Dempsey, this was the controversial red card. Clint Dempsey saw a red card in the 38th and then got additional games for clapping. I remember when he didn't do anything and then got a red card for it, and then on video review they were like, no, 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 that nothing is still a red card. Yeah, and I, and also we're going to give you more games to be suspended. Listen, uh, my my 51-week-old baby, he claps at nothing also, okay? <laughs> we're not we're not red carding him from preschool. Mainly because we can't afford Clint to. Dempsey is a 51-week-old baby. <laughs> he has the same clapping skills as an infant. <laughs> uh so like I said, FC Dallas currently atop the Western Conference. They have 42 points. That's only 6 points out of uh the Supporter Shield first place. Uh, they are 12-4-6. and six. All of that said that they just lost 3-1 to one to San Jose Earthquakes, who are <laughs> so bad. I didn't know that, but that is very funny. <laughs> it's like peak MLS, best team in the league, losing to one of the worst team in the league currently. Yeah, I mean, that um, is that is real bad. Like, no, they were, they're the worst team in the league, like, hands down out. San Jose. They, they're at 16 points right now. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. That's almost a third the points of FC Frisco um, out of Frisco, Texas, next to Dallas. Um, and, then, Frisco. and then with the, the three points they earned, if they had lost, they would have been uh, <laughs> they would have been five points behind DC United. So there's still two behind DC United. And DC United have three games in hand. So <laughs> how have DC United only played 19 matches this year? What is going on? Uh, is- I think because of the beginning of their season, their, their home stadium was still under construction. Oh, cool. Did they get that yet? Uh, yeah, they do have that. Oh, that's nice. I bet you that's fun. Yeah. yeah. They they opened it for Wayne Rooney. Oh, um, that's nice. So the that being said, looking forward to the next match, uh, the Sounders have their hands full against the team that is obviously doing really well right now. Um, a couple a couple first-time uh, fans who had never been to a Dallas match before. I was reading on the Dallas SB Nation blog, which is called Big D Soccer, which is a very good name for a, for a blog. <laughs> um, a couple of fans who had never been to a game before overheard another fan in the stadium saying this, trying to explain to them what was going on. Number seven, with the terrible hair, 
That's Carlos Guerrero. If you see him murder someone on the field, don't worry. That's just part of this game. <laughs> okay, so the villain for this match is definitely Carlos G. <laughs> yeah, the murder guy. The murder guy. <laughs> he should get that tattooed on his neck. The murder guy. El muerto. How do you say guy? Hombre. El, el muerto way. <laughs> Uh, so that being said, uh, a couple of the teams, Sounders also have some matches coming up against Portland and Vancouver. This Dallas game is obviously important. The, the Sounders have been on a total streak. Uh, I want to see them continue it at home. They've got the firepower to do it. Um, but that being said, the upcoming matches against Portland and Vancouver, Vancouver especially being a team that's just above them in the standings, those matches are going to be even bigger, and I'm excited for those matches coming up. Uh, Dallas's leading goal scorer is Roland Lama with eight goals, and Mauro Diaz it has eight assists. So Mauro Diaz in his dumb man bun um, <laughs> has eight assists. So those kind of are two guys to watch out for in this match. This is crazy. The uh, 538 does, projects what's going to happen to MLS soccer by the end of the season, and uh, they have sporking Kansas City at top of the Western Conference with Portland right behind and Dallas behind that. So Dallas is trending down, which is the perfect time for Seattle to be trending up significantly. Seven games in a row unbeaten. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good match. Earlier in the season, you might not have been able to say the same. Seven games ago, you might not have been able to say yeah. the same thing going into this match. For but real. the way the Sounders have been playing... Um, you, you, you don't want to count them out at any point. Um, this is interesting because we were just teasing uh, Will Bruin for having being the leading scorer with six goals on a squad. <laughs> Can you imagine Chelsea like having a squad where, like in the, in the Premier League with someone leading the, the, the team in six goals? <laughs> well, considering the guy that's leading the entire league right now has something like 28 goals. Uh, Martinez is unbelievable. He's so crazy. He has my mother-in-law watching Atlanta United FC because of uh, she lived there forever. And so that's her team, not Seattle where she lives now, but and where and where her daughter and grandchild live. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's just, you know, Atlanta, that's the team that's accessible anyway. Of course. Um their leading goal scorer though for uh FC Frisco, Roland Lama <laughs> with 8 goals, Maro Diaz with 8 assists. That's not that, t- that paints a picture to me that either they have lots of guys scoring goals or that they're winning with some pretty solid defense, which could be a giant problem for Seattle because opportunities created next to none. <laughs> now, in this last match, to be fair, uh, Sounders looked a lot better and had a lot more opportunities, which is great, but just finishing has not been the strength. And so winning on PKs because of a VIR decision is not exactly the way you want to see a team confidently playing, but that's okay, fine. Uh, looking ahead, Brandon, on Sunday, 7 p.m. CenturyLink Field, who is the hero for Seattle Sounders FC? Uh, I'm going to go with Raul Ruiz. I want to see him get his first home goal. I want to see him get a start and a goal, uh, get his turf legs, and not be eaten by the turf monster. Shut up, Shaggy. Sorry, my cat's meowing. No, shut up. <laughs> my I thought that was meowing. Carl the Scats guy. <laughs> no, that's Sh- Shaggy's just a cat. He's just being annoying because he wants his dinner an hour and 15 minutes early. Cats. <laughs> I um, feel that. When it comes to the hero department, dude, I... 
I'm really at a loss for figuring out. Ladero played with such venom. He was so fiery, tearing off his shirt for no reason and getting a yellow card maybe just because he scored a goal on a PK that he didn't We're earn. We're going to draw. I was like, what is going on here? That guy like wants to like murder. I mean, I'd watch out if I was Carlos Gru- Gruezo <laughs> because the murder king might be sweet-faced Nico Ladero or Nicholas Lodero as Casey Keller calls him every time. I'm going to say the hero for this week is Nico. Nick. <laughs> I think it's going to be him. He might not score the game-winning goal or whatever, but he is going to be, if he, when he's not being hacked to the ground by every defender ever, I think he's going to be instrumental in a huge win at home. I'd love to see the shoe phone come out and make a long-distance call back to Uruguay. How about the villain? The, the, uh, yep. Sorry, the the form that Nico's been playing in lately is the same form that, that he was playing with that led Sounders to MLS Cup two seasons ago. Um to win the MLS Cup two seasons ago. So uh, I am totally in agreement with you that I think... Uh-oh, oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. Turf monster attack. <laughs> oh, on Nico? Damn it. That's going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> uh, taking a look at the villain, who is going to be that person? Are we going to stick with uh, Carlos Gruezo for the FC Frisco? Yeah, I'd say it's either it's either Murder Man Carlos Gruezo or his or his gnarly sidekick Maximiliano Rudy's gnarly ass man bun. <laughs> Too long. That's did- just a villain on our eyes. <laughs> Too long. Didn't listen. In case you're just tuning in somehow after being absent, driving your semi truck across the country asleep. Uh, here it is. Too long. Didn't listen. What do you got? Too long didn't listen. The Sounders decided that one Peruvian was two Mas Peruvians. <laughs> I want to just stop right there. That's brilliant. I wish I was last. Uh, don't share your finger beer with Nico Ladero or really anybody because I know where your fingers have been and you're nasty. <laughs> you don't know where my fingers have been? <laughs> no, everyone knows. Uh, too long didn't listen. You should probably go buy insurance from Will Bruin. He's got a family to feed, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And too long, didn't listen. Chad Marshall, he's a real new who. <laughs> Take a deep, long look into your crystal Pepsi ball and give us your game prediction, Brandon. Uh, into my very clear and effervescent uh, crystal Pepsi ball, as I definitely have never said anything otherwise. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, the The Sounders are going to win this one, and they are going to win it 1-0. to zero. That's say, just what I saw. That's just what I saw. I don't know. I that's what I saw in the Crystal Pepsi ball. So I, if it's wrong, it's wrong. But I'm pretty sure I said two to one last week, and and it was right. So I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you're just a genius. That's just what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's it's not me. It's the Crystal Pepsi ball and Carl the stats guy. He helps out too. I think it's gonna be a seven to one victory for Seattle Sounders FC with the seventh goal being scored by James Woolard. <laughs> Rubbish. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs>